Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you live from Rogers Arena. And this is Oilers Now, and we are absolutely stoked, and we're jam-packed. Lots to get to coming up in about five minutes' time. Uh, normally on Mondays, Mac T on Mondays, the former general manager, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers for Contract Equipment Limited, Craig McTavish. At uh, 5.35 today, former NHL player, general manager, and agent, courtesy of our friends at Wild Factor Desserts, Brian Lawton. And at 6.05 today, a sit-down conversation with the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, Ken Holland. And uh, he will be our uh, our headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. Let's get to it. We'll tell you that Oilers now... The River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Randy Bachman will be taking care of business at the River Cree Saturday, October the 14th. Get your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. Speaking of the River Cree, we had a lot of um, the chorus advertisers of Oilers Now and Oilers Radio broadcasts in the house on Saturday night on October 7th for our event with Jay Whitcroft. Special thanks to everybody for uh, showing up, and it was a great time. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780 Get the new floors you always wanted at Ashley Pine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to AshleyPineFloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan with two E's, S. Scott with two T's. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get up with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Based on the morning skate today, an optional first goaltender off the ice was... Jack Campbell as we split off into the game day lineup report for McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your side for your financial future. For a free financial consultation, visit McGuireFinancial.ca. So, Jack Campbell, who went 21, 9 and 4 with a 3.41 goals against average and an 888 save percentage. he, uh, that was last season, looking to build on those numbers, was very good in the preseason, uh, ended up with a 98% save percentage. He is the expected starter in tonight's game. Nurse with Bouchard in practice the last couple of days. Does look like Kulak's going to go. He'll be with CeCe, Broberg, and DeHarnay. Ekholm was being worked hard late at practice, often assigned for a veteran defenseman that he will not be in. The Oilers only have 11 forwards on the active roster. We will tell you that Marcus Niemelainen was left back home in Edmonton, and they did not travel Adam Ernie who's technically on a PTO right now. Connor McDavid up front with Evander Kane and Connor Brown. Leon Dreisettle with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman. Ryan McLeod with Dylan Holloway and Warren Fogle. This is a key line for the Oilers. Uh, and then Yanmark and Ryan were the extra forwards. The Oilers won 50-23-9 last year, including 27 wins on the road. That was third most in the NHL. Of course, Edmonton was a high-scoring team in the league at 3.96 goals per game and had the best power play in the NHL record setting at 32.4. Their opponent tonight will start a, a really good goaltender that had a crappy year last year, Thatcher Demko. 14-14-4, and 3.16 goals against average, 901 save percentage. In his career, despite having a 9-13 SVP against Edmonton, he's 3-8-1. and one. Quinn Hughes and Philip Ronick are in the top pairing for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Their top two lines feature Elias Pedersen with Andre Kuzmenko, who scored 39 goals last year. Pedersen had 100 points. And for now, Connor Garland, who has requested a trade, 
and JT Miller with Phil D. Giuseppe and Brock Bester. So that is a look at our game day lineup report. We are going to go into Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Excited to announce the women's only workwear store now open, located four doors north of the Direct Workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. This is Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft on the luster of opening night. What opening night is, is it, it's an opportunity where everybody feels good about uh, the season that's ahead of them. Now, different teams have different measurements of what a good season is. Different teams have different focal points heading into the season. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, I was watching hockey last night. I I was excited to, to see games that counted for points. And I thought it was a high level displayed on night one. And we're looking to play our best tonight, as I said, against a really good opponent in the Vancouver Canucks that, that play hard and, and had a pretty good preseason. Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. It is 5-11 in Edmonton. When we come back, the former GM and head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, he won three Stanley Cups in Edmonton, one with the New York Rangers. Mac T on Mondays on Wednesday for contract equipment when we return on Oilers Now. Hyman last year at 36 goals. Aaron H with 37. Leon Dreisettle at 52. Connor McDavid at 64. No other team in the league had 250-plus goal scores. No other team in the league had 436-plus goal scores. We head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 514 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Tyler Green in Vancouver live with Oilers now when we bring aboard. Craig McTavish, Mac T on Mondays. Special edition on Wednesday. It is brought to you by our friends at Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. Hello, Mac T. How you doing? I'm, I'm not a smart man, but I'm getting confused. I'm Mac T on Mondays. Yeah, well, I'm usually confused around about 8.30, 9 o'clock each night, Craig, on non-game nights. Actually, to be honest with you, I've been confused a lot on non-game days. But anyhow, I know where you're going with this. Tell us, educate us here um, in terms of opening night. The first question, and I'm going to ask you some dumb questions. I've asked you some really dumb ones along the way. I remember after uh, you lost game four of the Stanley Cup final and your power play was like one for 14, I asked you uh, whether or not you should have George LaRock as a net front, and you said any other genius suggestions? And George never played. George never played another game of the series, and he never forgave me for that question. But with all, yeah. ser- with all seriousness, let's who- go to the two-goal scorer to bail us out of a scoring drought. <laughs> the power play, brilliant. That's I. You know, sometimes I zig when others zag, Mac T. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But with all seriousness, yeah. is it easier to be the road team when you open the regular season? What do you think? I think it is. Like the ceremony for the home team is a little, they're getting pretty arduous, these ceremonies. And I think it has a negative effect on the home team because there's more standing around and anticipation. There's more hoopla. And the the, the visiting team, even Stanley Cup ceremonies, you know, it's uh, it, a lot of times we lost that game after the Stanley Cup ceremony on opening night too. So it's I think it's a, 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 a positive for the visiting team. Now we'll see tonight soon enough. All right. So Jay Woodcroft received some criticism when the Oilers didn't beat Vegas, and let's call a spade a spade here. Edmonton had. 
uh, one goal lead in all six games of the series. They did not get any of the four losses to overtime. They got to defend a little bit better. They didn't get stops. But one of the criticisms, uh, even the other night at our, uh, nothing would, you'd, you'd like nothing more than this. But Kenny Lacusta was there with the folks at Elite, uh, and he asked Jay a tough question when we did our meet and greet with Jay Whitcroft the other night about, did you contemplate going to Jack Campbell during the, the, the series against Vegas? And where I'm going with this is he said it was going to be an open competition. It's supposed to be a meritocracy based on the morning skate today. First goalie off was Jack Campbell. Campbell had three starts in the preseason, gave up one goal each game, and stopped 101 out of 104 shots. Give me your perception on Jay electing to start Jack to start the season if he does indeed go tonight. Well, tough call. Ballsy call, I think, from Jay because, uh, you know, there's there's always a lot that goes into the decision about the goaltender. I mean, obviously, Schwartzy has a significant impact on those decisions. But, I mean, you look at uh, last year, Skinner, I mean, and let's be honest, Skinner has more, at this point, more growth potential. So... Uh, and 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 was the number one goalie at the end of the year last year. So, but Campbell has played fantastic, and 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 maybe this is uh, something to try and uh, keep the momentum going for Jack. I mean, I know he's a really popular guy in the dressing room, as is uh, Stewart. But uh, th- this wasn't an easy call, and uh, I mean, I'm sure Jay, when he ca- when he talked to Stu, would tell him that he wanted him. Going back here Saturday night in the home opener, we're going to start Jack on the road. So that that does make a bit of sense. Kenny Lacusta, who I love, I think uh, the most exciting excited I've been at any sports event was uh, when Kenny Lacusta hit George Foreman in the top of the head and dazed him at the Agricom. And... You know, I might ask Kenny if he wouldn't have thought about possibly ducking to avoid that left hand. <laughs> I couldn't and believe we're getting have... into his hockey analogies, his boxing analogies. But no, I I, I, I have great regard for Kenny. Uh, that's and he's a great fan for sure. He's a great guy. We had him on uh, in the studio in the summer, Craig, and we probably got uh, conservatively. I'm not BSing you. Six to seven hundred texts on the show that day about what a great guest he was, and 68 years of age. I mean, he's still looking great all these years later. We're he's got to... so many stories. I mean, well, I mean, he Tyson he, and, yeah, oh, he fought... it goes on and on. But uh, yeah, I know we're here to talk about hockey. I know uh, he fought George Foreman and he sparred with Mike Tyson, and that's something as big a game as I've talked over the years. I I have sparred with George LaRock. It didn't go well. That's all I'm going to tell you. We're joined right now by Craig McTavish. It's back tease on Monday, on Wednesday. It's the game opening night of the NHL regular season for Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. All right, so here's the deal. The Oilers were the highest scoring team in the National Hockey League last year. Matt did the best power play ever. This team can score. They they were ninth in the league in goals against after picking up Ekholm uh, in the trade from Nashville. Now, they had an easy schedule down the stretch. How much of it do you think is just putting your goaltender in a better position to succeed, and how much of it is more tentative detail to defensive zone awareness and that sort of thing in terms of what do the Oilers need to do, Craig, to become a top 10 defensive team for the entire season, in your opinion? Well, I mean, the rage now in hockey is to offensively you want to 
create high quality chances that that goes without saying but it's it's really a divergence and a separation from shot volume which it, 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 i mean calgary had that last year they they put everything into the net but the analysts and the analytics will tell you that it's not the shot volume that creates the offense. It's trying to create those high-quality chances. And uh, conversely, when you're trying to defend your own end, you want to limit those high-quality chances in the home plate area in front of your net. And, uh, you know, and, and help your goalie uh, be a factor. And by, by that, I mean protecting him on the weak side. Like, weak side goals are uh, defense breakdowns. Uh, you know, you want to know, or your goalie wants to know, that he's protected on the weak side of the net so he could be a little bit more aggressive on the shooter. And, uh, I mean, that was always a focus of ours. And, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of different tactics in the game today where they want to outnumber the opposition in the corner but a lot of times when you're talking about outnumbering the opposition you're sending your net front defenseman to get in yes. that battle and if your initial defender does not win that battle or tie that battle then you're vulnerable so I mean it's not one strategy that fits all I think there's a certain uh, a really proper mix for, for each team given the personnel and uh i think that uh you know if you and the goalie's responsible for anything strong side any strong side wraps that can't go through them those are the goalie's issues but the weak side of the net if the goalie knows that he's protected there then then uh then he can be aggressive and uh stop the shots and uh, not worry about the the side to side plays that uh are so difficult for goalies to stop and i think you know, I think Campbell's going to have a really good bounce-back year here. Will he supplant Stuart Skinner? I don't know. But I think he's going to uh, he's going to be a lot better goaltender than he was last year. Oilers need organic growth in the organization. And two of the guys that are going to be the physical embodiment of that for me are Dylan Holloway and Philip Broberg. From an asset management perspective for the Oilers' long-term growth and potential, how important are they in terms of taking another step this year? Well, that would be huge because, I mean, it's no secret the Oilers are loaded uh, on their top six. There's no team that can compare with the Oilers on their top six. It's just a fact. The bottom six on their forward uh, lines are are weaker, let's face it. It's, it's weaker than uh, what Vegas was. Vegas... Yes. Their fourth line was Carrier, Nick Wah, who's a heck of a player, and Keegan Colazar. I mean, that's a hell of a line. And their third line is Cotter, Carlson, and Amadio. I mean, there's a lot of goals. At this point in time, Vegas has a considerable advantage over us on the bottom six. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting if we could get... Holloway looks like he's got the most game, I think. Yep. And uh, he's the most likely guy to pop, and that would be huge because that's one less guy that the Oilers are going to have to try and get at the deadline. The deadline, as you and I have talked before, is going to be really critical for uh, for the Oilers this year in terms of getting the depth that they need to win it. Now, they'd love to have some of that depth filled internally. McLeod, I mean, he's a... 
I mean, he's got some growth ahead of him, too, as well, I think, in terms of impacting games in crucial situations at crucial times. To me, he's a, he's, he's a good player, um, but the, the really good players and the great players, they do it when it needs to be done. And that's the difference. So I, I think McLeod has a little bit of growth opportunity there as well for me. Yep. Uh, and Broberg. He's 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 going to get some runway here to uh, to see what he can do, but uh, it'll be interesting if, if he's part of it uh, post deadline. Then that speaks volumes to the development he's had from now to the deadline. I just want to qualify something that I said last night on Oilers. Now we did our preseason predictions, and I asked I asked everybody to have a wild card, and I said my wild card is currently unknown. And what I want to explain to everybody is what I was saying with the Oilers forwards is I'm like Mac T. I believe the Oilers probably need to add two forwards into their bottom six, and they're going to have to get creative to do it. Uh, it doesn't mean that you know one of them maybe doesn't get added before the deadline, another at the deadline. But in a perfect world, if you have Yanmark or Derek Ryan as your 13th forward, and you got a couple bigger, faster players in the bottom six other than one of those two guys, you're probably in pretty good shape. And tonight the Oilers are only playing with 11 forwards, so we'll see where that all goes. Final yeah, one. I, I couldn't agree more. Well, that makes for crappy radio. You and me agree. Yeah. I, I think you know what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah. I, I, I respect Yanmark and Ryan. If they're the 13th forward, let's not forget, you, you know, you take a look at the Vegas uh, Golden Knights and Cotter, they had Paul Cotter and Phil Kessel. They didn't even play him against Edmonton. And those yeah. guys both had double-digit goals. That's how deep that right. team was. So we'll wait and see on that. Who knows? One of those guys might be here in Vancouver. I've always liked Lafferty. And if the Canucks are out of it, uh, yeah. gave up I a like Lafferty. Lafferty would be a really good fit. He'd be a good fit. Final one for you, Craig. So you get all the pomp and pageantry. Everybody's all pumped up and ready to go for the uh, the start of the regular season. Did you ever have a burp, 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 one of those games, opening nights of the year, where your team just got you know what pumped or you got drilled, and you're like, holy, many, many, <laughs> many, many, many opening night jitters and. I mean, you see it watching the games last night. The games started really slowly, yeah, and uh, then built up in the third periods were all good. And I mean, got to say a little bit about Bedard's opening, uh, yeah, opening night. I mean, that, that kid. I, I've never seen a guy that come that c- came into the league with that aggressive a shooting mentality. Yeah. I mean, he's not afraid to shoot the puck. He's got a great set of hands, and I think. Yeah, good for good for Chicago for getting that game last night. It had to been a thrill for Bedard, but he looks like he's going to be something to watch. You know who he is? You played against him. He's Marcel Dion. Stocky, yeah. right shot, can really shoot it. More competitive than you think. He, Marcel Dion was a hell of a player, Mac T. Well, he was, yeah. He, he, he was, but he never won. <laughs> he never won. Bedard so, is... Uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, he looked good game one to me. He's going to be he's going to be formidable this year. He's going to be fun to watch.